Yeah, I'm pretty. <laughs> you are a dog. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? And welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BigSpoilsRadio.com. Um, one of my students asked me why my flower don't grow, and it ain't real. Like it's just decoration. Um. <laughs> But I'm here today um, in somewhat of a somber mood because, again, I'll start off by saying give people their flowers today. Show people the love and respect you have for them today. Um, in any beefs that you may have with people, any misunderstandings. And, you know, some people like Marnie probably don't care what I'm saying. But, you know, if you haven't talked to somebody Sorry. in a long time, if you haven't <laughs> seen somebody in a long time, make a way to them or make a way to communicate or connect with them. Um, and I'm speaking to myself in this moment. There are people who I have not seen in a couple of years. There are people who I have purposely paused in my life, but it was me getting me together. But in, even in the midst of that, I understand it because I'm in a, you know, I'm again, talking over myself um, and speaking to myself. But once again, I woke this morning to some horrific news. A really good friend of mine, Nicole Scroggins, uh, she lost her dad this morning. And Nicole is very, very uh, close to her parents. And she lost her mom, Miss Scroggins, um, a couple years ago. And it's really hard uh, on me because they were really intricate in, in, in terms of our college theater life. They were really involved parents and really gave a lot of love to all of us and support to all of us as we grew older. So uh, my, my condolences goes out to the Scroggins family, to Nicole. You, uh, If you watch any of our um, programming throughout uh, this pandemic, uh, Nicole and I did a reading of one of her plays and her dad was there again cheerleading her. So um, Mr. Scroggins, you will be missed. Um, and again, um, sending love and support out to the Scroggins family, um, as well as a friend of mine um, uh, who lost her son. Uh, we can't talk too much about it, but um, again, sending my love and, and respect to them as well. Um, this is, we're living in a, a um, this is life. This is our life in this moment. And we're losing a lot of people and they're being plucked. Um, very, um, randomly and it's uh we have to get our affairs in order not just business or closing information but our communication our friendships our relationships um because right now tomorrow isn't promised to us and we have to figure out how to keep this going um today we'll have a special guest on today uh mr hazel um uh he is a young man uh here in the baltimore area singer uh performer mr stylish uh, and we'll be talking to him today about his career, what he has coming up. Also, uh, him and I communicated on a thread that was posted that had something to do with respecting our elders. 
Um, so we go get a little bit into that conversation today. And I have some other issues, some topics that I want to bring up, um, including it looks good for Monique. It looks like she's uh, getting her just desserts. And I see a lot of people switching lanes and congratulating her and such, uh, including one of her loud mouth comedic, comedic friends, uh, Miss Kim. Uh, I think Kim, is it Kim Whitley? I can't remember her name, but Kim, uh, she's a comedian. And I, it was just interesting how she just changed courses like that. So we will talk a little bit about that. Um, I don't want to get into any politics today. I have a headache. You know, my mouth doesn't feel like my own right now. And I, I just want to make sure I'm staying balanced and I don't want to keep digging into this topic. But our country is where it is politically. All I can say is get out and vote. Stop listening to the headlines and the, the bylines and the Facebook posts that are based in no research, that are based in no fact. There's people going off of half-truths and false emo false and selective emotions. Uh, so please be, be mindful of the information you take in and where you're taking it in at. Um, so again, uh, I'm your host, Nate. Welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show all September long. We will, we will be celebrating seven years in uh, media. Um, I have a special um, giveaway that I'm doing um, next week. Information for that will go out this weekend. Um, I'm also working on a project um, and more information on that project. Let's just say it could be possibly something you could read. Uh, it will be coming out shortly. Um, uh, what else did I want to announce today? Hmm. I don't know. It was right on my mind, and I just I should have wrote it down because it was very important. Um, also, if you're looking for some one of kind one of a kind jewelry pieces, please, please, please go to www.b. Um, you know, we be we are supposed to be starting a marketplace with on, on Big Toys Radio shortly. Maybe I shouldn't have said it without running it by money, but hey. You know, you got to speak it into existence, and that's what I'm doing. Uh, so, hey, Antonia, what's going on? How are you? Uh, if you want to come on today, let me know, Tonia. I'm, um, you know, we got to have a Gorham somewhere in the building. <laughs> but um, I'm really excited. Just, just about everything that's happening, you know, even though I've lost a couple people in the last couple of weeks, it really has meant a lot to me to be able to communicate and reach out uh, to those family and loved ones that uh, I'm connected to. And as I, you know, get a better handle on this, um, oh, you like free stuff, Miss Tonia. Okay, well, it's going to be coming out shortly. You got to stay tuned. It'll actually be announced on Monday's show. So please stay tuned for that. And we have a really good guest coming up on Monday. But what else? What? Uh, okay. So all this is about communication. I'm really focused on that um, for this. I, I'm gonna say this season um, and how we communicate is very important to me. How I communicate is very important to me, and how I'm open to communication or how people are communicating with me is very important to me. Um, I'm doing less social media time. And I'm focusing more on the work that I want to do and, and really growing. And as I grow in this space of being an artist, um, I'm really finding ways to express 
um, the things that I've gone through, my trauma, my, you know, grief, my life, my story um, in various ways. So you'll be seeing that fold, unfold in the next coming um, months as I kind of spread my wings a little bit more and get out of my safety zone. If you have never done radio, you uh, a secret to you, radio can be very comforting to people. Um, it can really be a space where we are um, getting, we can, it's possible for us to get too comfortable. And in this media realm, I think I've gotten very comfortable because uh, it was just easy to do that. Um, and in the last two years, I've worked really hard to kind of find myself as I grow older. It's easy to lose yourself in what you love to do. Um, and, and that's taking care of yourself, self-care, and being mindful of your relationships and how you engage and how you open yourself up to people, whether it be relate, romantic relationships or platonic or familiar, like family relations. Um, and I'm really working on myself a lot. Um, uh, I have a few friends that I can really go to now, and I'm learning to go to those people when I am in a space where I need someone to talk to, and I need to um, just get through some things. And I think it's very important that we find those moments to, um, I guess, to release. You can't keep it all inside. And these last six months, almost six months now, since we've been in this lockdown, um, I've found a lot of peace within myself. Um, not that I was crazy or out of control beforehand, but I really had to, um, I had to really be honest with myself and really respect my boundaries and my, my space as it pertains to other people, as it pertains to myself. You know, sometimes I make decisions uh, for me that aren't always the best. And I'm, I'm learning to be mindful of that, be aware, be respectful of me, my space, my boundaries, um, and just, you know, learning how to navigate within this changing world as I change, as the world changes, as the people around me change. And I'm, I'm learning not to take everything personal. Even if it's done to you, it's not always about you. You know, how, how we react to situations really determines how we see it and how we are on the inside. And I'm learning a lot of lessons. The gentleman that I'm um, gonna um, speak to today, interview today, um, we briefly spoke about this, you know, being mindful, being selfish sometimes and, and focusing on yourself. Yes, you can get everybody in, but don't get caught up in the, you know, the togetherness so much that you forget about the self, the self time. And I really have spent a lot of time, a lot of time to myself. Um, a person that is really private, me, talking about me, a person that is really private and really to myself anyway, I'm learning how to navigate those things and and refocus. And I'm seeing that our guest is joining us right now. Uh, the fly guy. Oh, Mr. Jerome Hayes. Is that who we are? Or is that your, this your business Zoom account? Is this your business Zoom account? This is the professional page. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this, I, go ahead. Listen, I, um, 
was just trying to make sure I understand how to work this technology and make sure I got in here one time. <laughs> I, I, got, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening to it on another device, make sure you turn the volume down so it's not an echo. But um, today, uh, we're not only going to interview Mr. H Am I saying it right? Hazel. Hazel, yes. Okay, okay. I, I listened to our the first time you came on the show, and I was making sure <laughs> I got it right. Uh, but uh, Hazel is a performer. Um, I want to say he's a stylist because I, every time I see him, he has something totally different on. He's always fly, always sharp. Um, and <laughs> and I, I, we bumped heads again the other I'm not saying bump heads, but we came across each other the other day on a post, I guess a mutual buddy of ours, Mr. Marvin James. I went to actually went to college with him. He posted something about... Um, I don't know if he was asking us to stop saying yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, or yes, sir, or all those things. But it's it's a topic that I've brought up a lot, and I, I me and uh, Hazel are going to get into that a little bit. But I want him to first introduce yourself, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, and we can get into the interview. Um, sure. So I am Hazel. Um, currently a singer with Musicians Paradise also currently working on my own music. Okay. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I've done music almost all my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of lost the love for it that I once had before, but I'm trying to get that back currently. Um, I've sung for um, other friends, back up for them, like Amira, please check her out. Um, mm -hmm. A, Mira, just one word. Um, and then there's Tony O, uh, who also okay. has um, a project out there on that Piff. Um, check it out as well. And he's also working on new things. Um, but besides that, you know, I'm your average Joe worker um, going to school, you know, kind of very busy at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, just trying to stay afloat, keep mentally sane or regain some of my mental sanity. Um, just like everyone else, uh, and I'm glad to be here. So, uh, I'm, and I'm I'm glad you decided it was a, a last minute request, and I really appreciate you making uh, the time and the space for it. Um, one of the things I want to ask you first is how has this um, pandemic been on you as an artist, as a employee, or just as an average person? Huh. Well, I've I'm currently working from home, but your brick wall. This is my <laughs> as well. This is where the office goes down. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, it's different. I'll definitely say that. it's definitely different. Um, as far as the music is concerned, I was actually in the studio, going to the studio when it kind of broke out. Mm. That has now been interrupted. Um, and so I'm just trying to just regroup with that as well. Um, mm -hmm. Another delay within my process of music, um, which they happens, you know. But I promise y'all I am working on music. I've been working on it music for a while, but I plan to get you guys two songs at least before the song. Just, uh, um, yeah. So two, so you're planning two singles to come out soon? Yes, yes. How, I mean, in terms of, things being more restricted, did it give you more time to work on your music or did you kind of put it to the side until things got a little lighter? Listen, I've been working in school full time. 
um, and still trying to squeeze in performances with Musicians Paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I've kind of still been busy. I have not really had a chance to take that break that some have had, you know. Right. Um, which may change within a couple of months, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and I'll get a little bit of me time. But, you know, I, I enrolled in more classes this semester, which I really necessarily didn't need for what I was originally planning to um, obtain in education. But I decided to do something else along with um, to assist me with my music journey as well. So, you know, I'm currently also taking up music production and audio tech um, okay. and to radiation therapy. Um, so that's, you know, I'm juggling all of that at the moment. Um, so, you know, I, I, I will employ anyone, employ anyone who has had the time to really breathe, you know, take that, take that time and breathe and really think about your future. A lot of us do not take that, you know, really don't sit back and mm-hmm. just digest not just the world around us, but ourselves, you know, yeah. I, for me, I've been on a journey already, a spiritual journey, you know, a self-awareness journey for quite some time. And I would love to also be able to take advantage of the Rona season <laughs> and, and, you know, really dive deep into who I am, but I'm doing it slowly, but surely. And mm-hmm. I everyone else is taking, taking that advantage as well. It, it's been interesting because uh, taking the moment, I I took some classes, uh, you know, in the midst of this, and I, you know, I thought I'm like, Nate, you don't want to keep loading your plate, but while we have the somewhat downtime, I wanted us, I wanted myself to kind of prepare and and get get motivated and prepare yes. and and restructure a lot of the 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 sides of myself, the artistry as well as the you know, the business side. The business and and I've, I've focused more on kind of developing some long-term plans okay. instead of trying to focus on what's next, what's next, what's next, um, and, and trying to stay afloat. Have you been participating in any virtual events or getting into that part of it? So typically, not really, not yet. Um, I'm a person where I'll be having a lot on my mind and sometimes buy them in front of the computer all day long, literally. I just kind of try to, if it's not just to, you know, have a laugh because of a stack, I kind of try not to indulge in it too much. Um, however, I do have a performance coming up um, where that will be virtual. Um, so please look out for that. Um, it's to promote love and try to bring a sense of unity and, and, and positivity um, to us all during this time. Um, mm-hmm. We love uh Love the idea of it and glad to be a part of that. Um, we'll try to get you more information on that a little later. Is it a concert or? So technically it is a concert. There will be multiple artists involved. Okay. And, you know, I, I hope that you all tune in, you know, please tune in. The young lady that's given it, I actually met her for vocal coaching and um, she has such a, a lovely spirit, you know, and, she, you know, she asked me to be a part of it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. You know, I was like, sure. Um, and so I'm going to do a selection, something that's somewhat original. Um, it's a sample beat that was uh, produced by um, a guy named Rito Cash. I'm not sure. Some of you may follow him on social media as well. He's um, someone I've known since, ooh, I think, elementary school. 
And, you know, we connected on Facebook a little bit and he does production. And the song is pretty, in my opinion, supposed to be very positive. So I wrote it to be a positive message. And so tune in and you'll get to hear it. Oh, I, we're going to share, well, it's already been shared on our Artists Exchange group page, but we'll share it out definitely after this interview is over. And uh, I wish you well. I, I know uh, the virtual performance realm is difficult. Um, I've done a couple recently and well, throughout this last six months or so. And it's difficult because, again, I teach. So I'm in front of this thing all day okay. and, and communicating. This is how friends want to communicate now. And right. you know, everybody wants to meet like this. Now, like what happened to a, a quick phone call or a text message? Everybody <laughs> wants to do the Zoom thing. So we've been blessed to be able to you know, create our platform on this, but it can get a little too much. Because, yes. you know, it was it was up in here. I've gotten fired from a couple things because I didn't want to turn my camera on because I, <laughs> I got tired of that in your face kind of um, mode. Um, and, you know, just trying to figure out the balance in it. But uh, beyond that, um, are there some things you want to kind of begin to focus on while you have this kind of restricted moment? Music, honestly, I mm -hmm wish I had more time for my music. Um, that, that's, that's really it. Besides, I mean, obviously besides myself, like I said, I've been on somewhat of a rediscovery and spiritual journey. Um, okay. Wow. But I really haven't dived deep into neither one of those, especially the spiritual journey. And, you know, while I have been working on music, you know, for quite some time um, to really put more effort that's really needed. To, to bring it to life the way I see it. Um, that's part of my problem. When right. I have a certain vision or, you know, I like to do things a certain way. Mm -hmm. And for me, if I can't do it that way, it kind of slows me down a little. Um, but I, I've been trying to push forward with that, um, which is part of the reason why I joined Musicians Paradise. Um, and, and like I said, hopefully in a couple months, I may actually have more free time. And so that is what that will be for, to just focus more on music. Um, and you know, my spiritual journey, you know, and still get as much knowledge and expose myself to the conversations that's happening, you know, um, mm -hmm. cause I think that is another way to discover, you know, who we are, you know, to try to listen to other people, listen to their experiences, perspectives, mm -hmm. um, and, and to better understand the world around you as well. Um, so that we can better maneuver it within it. It's hard. And I know you coming from music. I come from theater and we are taught a lot about the ensemble. Of course, you learn You learn as an individual, but we focus on that group aspect, and it, mm -hmm. it can be very hard for us to separate what we do for others and what we do for ourselves. Yes. It can be very challenging to turn that spotlight on ourselves and kind of Oof. focus on us, because we're so used to helping everybody Happy. and making sure everybody else's projects are great, but at some point, you start losing that passion for it, as you said mm -hmm. in the beginning, because we're not doing it for self anymore. Right, All of our right. talents are being poured out and nothing really is being pulled back into us. And that's no shade to anybody that either of us work with, but right. sometimes you got to focus on yourself. And I, yes. I can't wait until I see you. I've always saw you in conjunction with, but I would love to see what that will sound like, what that looks like when you, you know, take that leap. And there's a leap often, <laughs> but um, I can't wait to see what that looks like for you. And you were talking a little bit when we talked yesterday about planning for the future, um, mm -hmm. uh, what are some things that you think you can do right now to keep you in it? 
because once you that passion starts to drain out, it's hard to fight and, and get it back to where we want it to be at. Well, I think I think it's ultimately to still create, you know, keep mm-hmm. and keep indulging in what it is that you aspire to do. Um, right. And honestly, my problem is that I I, I stopped. You know, I, I stopped singing. Um, my passion for it slightly altered when puberty hit. To be honest. <laughs> wow. But you know, over the years, it was something I just kind of put on the back. It was just kind of like, oh, that's not going to be, you know, that's not going to, you know, like it, it just kind of became a distant thing. Um, and, you know, when Amira decided, you know, to really push what she was doing and asked me to be a part of it, you know, I said, mm-hmm. okay, you know, and then, you know, she would, you know, try to nudge me into doing the same, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the thing is, honestly, being yeah, that doesn't come all the time. Normally right. they push you further in the back. Right. I mean, and the thing is, you know, being indulged in it helps. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. I constantly around a lot of creatives currently in my life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in my space <laughs> working mm-hmm. with friends. Um, and so being being in that space more, you know, more frequent than you normally would, I think definitely helps. It it helps awaken you and your and your your sense senses to it. Um, and ultimately, I think would awaken your love for it. So that's something I do plan to do to be, I guess, once Rona stopped, to actually try to visit some of those spaces where creativity is still happening and, and right. indulge that community more and, you know, get inspired. Do you write? I do. Okay. I, do. So I, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to push you anymore. I'm going to switch over to the other conversation. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I always doubt you know, kind of gravitate towards artists where they're in this space. And that's kind of a space that I'm coming out of now. And I would say in any way that you can, if it's just writing, you know, when you get a moment and you next, next, what is it? Next, uh, Netflix and chilling, just, you know, take a pad out or write, or, you know, even if it's just keeping your voice strong, do something, try to do something every day for you. Um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, and, now mentor, uh, Troy Burton told me just this last year, just do something great for yourself. And often we get caught up in the, in the matrix of working and paying bills and doing what is getting us ahead. But we kind of take our passion sometimes and, and put that on the sideburn. But I get it right. and I understand it. And again, like I said last night, if you need any help in that, just reach out and I'm, I'm here. I greatly but, appreciate your support. Anytime, anytime. But this this topic kind of stuck out to me. And it's a space where I'm in right now. And we're seeing it in in various forms of the arts where when something gets a little bit older, we kind of throw it out and we don't really give a lot of reverence to it. And that's and and I think maybe my comment was different from a lot of other people's because that's how I took it. Um, And now I'm going to read it uh, real quickly. Uh, Marvin wrote, um, stop saying yes, ma'am or no, ma'am. It's deeply rooted in the African-American household and other cultures to respect your elders. I was literally taught to say, yes, ma'am, sir, and no, ma'am, sir, uh, after everything an adult says. Uh, The mere possibility of me thinking what was an automatic whooping in my household growing up. It becomes so much of your rhetoric. So you say it to anyone older or younger. 
uh, I was in a meeting with a seasoned professional black woman in her late 50s, and she demanded I stop saying yes, ma'am, and call her by her first name. But not, but not just her, but everyone I interact with in businesses or in a social atmosphere, no matter the age, she isn't the only person. It becomes so. She isn't the only person. Uh, that has said that. She isn't the only person that has reprimanded me for that. Uh, the request, believe it or not, is extremely hard for me. I'm clearly capable of calling someone by their first name, but breaking the routine for some reason crushes me. To switch to the le- switch the lever of respect in my mind that is associated with elders and ma'am, sir, is drastic in my book. I'm curious to hear thoughts, opinions, and experiences on this matter. What say uh, what say we emerging leaders and seasoned pillars? So, and and I'm and I'm gonna ask you how you took it, but I'm gonna first say it was jarring to me because first um, I, I was looking at who wrote it, and uh, uh, Marvin is a man of God. There's no qualms about that. I've um, always loved Marvin. <laughs> right, and I'm noticing even in the the realm of religion or spirituality. A lot of the millennials or younger millennials uh, and the generation behind them have this kind of idea of what respect is. And because we're doing the same thing, that puts us on the same, um, I don't want to call it like a spiritual level or, or just a cultural level in terms of, you know, someone being your elder, older than you, more experienced than you. And I just see a lot of young people fighting with that and, and wanting to call people by their first name, even though, you know, this person is 30, 40, 50 years older than you. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll first ask, how, how did you take the, the message, uh, the, the post, minus it being from Marvin? Well, I, I thought the post was more so asking an opinion on the idea that there are people who prefer that you not um, use those type of terms with them. Mm-hmm. It's not something that they need. And right. a person where that is how you was raised, that is something that's kind of ingrained in you, it's hard to break that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I took it. Um, and so, and and I, I, I actually resonate with that a little. I mean, growing up, you've, you've heard all types of um, little quotes, you know, little sayings, you know, about you know, respect and things like that. Like respect costs you nothing. Um, you have to give respect to give res- get respect. You know, things like those type of things stick with me as well, including respecting my own. Almost a training, training right. you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, but I have to also acknowledge that I also believe that that doesn't, how can I put it? That some of those things doesn't, they don't always work. They don't always, uh-huh carry over or need to right. you know they they don't or they're not always reciprocated let's say that and i and i and for me i think that is the problem i think a bunch of people don't feel it being reciprocated so right. why should i give it right right that's, I mean, that's always I, that's how i always say it but people right well i think and i i you know respecting my elders is something that is important to me mm-hmm at the same time, I deserve respect as well, you know. But when it comes to this this particular situation, you know, where it's about how you type, what you, how you 
greet someone or you know how you, right. how you acknowledge them. Um, if if it's that person's personal preference not to be called sir or ma'am or grandma, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I to say that I should still be able to say that to you? you right. Know, ultimately, um, you are the person receiving what I'm giving, and if for you it doesn't quite work. For you, it means something different. Not necessarily saying it's negative to the point, you know, where it's like, I'm ready to fight you. But mm-hmm. for you, that particular thing is not needed. Okay, right. I respect that. Do understand, however, that I may not always remember that because this is something that I'm used to doing for so long. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, ultimately, it boils down to teaching. And outside of teaching, it boils down to just having an understanding of people and their differences. Right, right. I, I think we're, we're growing in a space where pronouns and how you perceive yourself is very important to individuals. But I, a person that was raised by a great-grandparent, not just a grandparent, but a great-grandparent, it's in me to be respectful. And it was never, um, as Marvin uh, wrote it, it was never a threatening way. It was just the way it was. Like it was, you know, and and I, I get it, but we have to also understand that. And I preface this conversation in the beginning by saying we're in a space right now where people throw people away once they get to a certain age. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people in that that older genre that are still working, they're still a part of working environments. They're not retiring at 50 anymore or mm-hmm. 55. They have a, a need to want to be on the same level so they're not necessarily looked out looked at as like an older I get it I understand it but I always preface it and I'm very respectful of how people want to be addressed in terms of their pronouns or Mr. or Mrs. Uh, but I just noticed that at a certain point people stop responding to that level of respect and mm-hmm. as a teacher I call all my students Mr. or Miss, and their reaction to it is almost like the lady he was speak, speaking to about in his post. Is is there? It's almost like a jarring reaction mm-hmm. from them that my name not Miss. Like they don't even understand that that's a respectful term. Right. Not not to mention, I I don't want to I don't want to be called that, but it's it's almost to them disrespectful to call them Miss or Mister. And I, I started out in my classrooms because that's how I want to be addressed. You know, I'm older than some of my students, most of my students' parents. And it's not I feel like I'm this old man, but I don't want my students calling me by my first name. I think that's a level of respect that we aren't on. And it's, right. it's just fading in certain spaces like that. And I think now it's translating to workplace environments where, you know, the elder lady who may work on a job in the office, you know, you see her as your equal because maybe you wasn't raised by a great grandparent or your grandmother was that jazzy old lady who was, <laughs> you, know, you know, out at Melba's and she didn't want to be called grandma. And I, uh-huh. I get the difference. I forget sometimes that I am removed from the latter end of the millennials and I'm kind of at the very beginning of, well, at the tip of the start of the millennials. <laughs> And I forget that. And I forget that we're in a space right now where there's a big gap between youngsters and elders. And there's a, a total disrespect on both sides. 
but ultimately there's a big gap there where one didn't teach the other one and now mm -hmm. one isn't willing to be taught by them at this point. So I acknowledge that, but it still makes me cringe when I hear a younger person call an older person by their first name. No, listen, I, I totally understand. Uh, mm -hmm. My aunt never quite pushed her kids or grandkids calling her, well, she did kind of push it with her grandchildren, but mm -hmm. cousin didn't necessarily call her mom. My cousin called her by her first name. And that I would, was, I would, I would, that was I something would, that was always weird to me growing up. And I would die. even now it's weird mm -hmm. sometimes when I hear it, but mm -hmm. that was just something she never really pushed, you know? Right. So I don't, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. It, it I kind of, kind of have the same, especially when I see little kids say it, especially when they're really little, when you, yeah. you got one hair on your chin at all, you know what I mean? Um, it mm -hmm. definitely, I definitely give that side eye myself, you know. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, I think, I just think that, again, it boils down to, you know, teaching. You know, ultimately, it does boil down to the teachings. I think what you were saying, when it comes to respect in general, you know, it's the lacking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There has not been certain boundaries set, you know. There hasn't been certain boundaries. Now, I'm not going to say that the way those boundaries were set was always the best option, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's another conversation, right? especially for our community. You know what I mean? But So the intention is often where the problem is, not necessarily the lesson that's being taught or something, if that's what you're saying. Well, well the, the intention, definitely. Um, the material that's being taught, sometimes mm -hmm. while you're teaching it, though, mm -hmm and just destroy what you was actually trying to teach, you know, it, right. literally, you know, that as well. You know, I think there's a lot that, that plays a role um, with our current society and culture, um, especially when we talk about the youth, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that it's just, a, it's an overall different dynamic. And I must say, like, for me, honestly, I was not, I have not been in a family of churchgoers like that like it wasn't like my grandmother went to church like she did mm -hmm. but it wasn't you know my grandmother was you know at one point out in these streets too you know what i mean and then you know she don't be telling old grandma listen grandma was an og grandma handled her business but grandma <laughs> also was good to me you know right, what I mean? like right, my grandma right. was good to me you know and so you, when they tell us the old stories you be like what not my grandmother because what I remember of her majority, majority is that she went to church, you know, mm -hmm. she didn't allow certain things to happen in her home or for you to do certain things at home while she was gone, you know what right. I mean? And so that, that I do, I remember that part of her, but that wasn't, church wasn't something she forced on us. Mm -hmm. And so when I got to high school, that was a whole new world for me. Like a lot of my friends grew up in church, was in church basically almost every, every Sunday to almost four, five, seven days a week, you right. know. And so I learned a lot about religion and church through them, to be truthful with you. And mm -hmm. so to understand, to see how the dynamics just ultimately change people and their perspective uh, of the world, mm -hmm. it's jarring. You know, and so I think yes. when you when you put that type when you put that into perspective with the idea of how you're actually teaching, what you're actually teaching to your child, 
it that's a big gap. But it's, it's weird because, you know, for me, church wasn't forced on me either. It was always an option. But you didn't have to be a church-going family that had certain standards. It just feels like now people who are in church have a certain way of doing things and a certain communication or love language. But where did it go wrong? <laughs> it was just, for me, and it, I, I, I always attribute my mother uh, with how I act, uh, mm -hmm. but I was never like, when you go in there, you go say this and you, I, I just, I think it was just a normal thing to be respectful and to mm -hmm. show it. I just, I'm, I'm weirded out now that we're having conversations because I've been that person in a workplace environment that went off on the youngster or the younger person for addressing somebody out of, I, I'm, I always will go to bed. Like it's just, and that's just me, me having a great grandmother and a mother and a grandmother around me and growing up in a family of women. And, you know, this is how you address people. You know, if you walk into a room, take your hat off, yes, you know, yeah. now it's, it's just, it, it, those standards seem to be outdated. And I feel crazy being a person that's doing it and watching everybody else you know, not do it. I went to a couple funerals throughout all this and the fact that people don't dress up to go to a funeral anymore. There was a lot of people in jeans and t-shirts and I was like, this is crazy. What is this thing? This, you know, but I, again, I don't <laughs> push it on people, but it's just, it's weird to me that I, you know, certain places, certain things, certain levels of respect is not even an option anymore. It's just, I ain't doing that. You know, traditions have gone out of the window and I just want to know what happened. And I'm, I'm on a search for that answer. Like what happened? <laughs> who, who hurt you? Like what, what happened? And in, in so listen, this is, this is kind of a conversation of me and my friend, Tonio, who I mentioned earlier, had mm -hmm. had. Um, his upbringing was a little different. You know, his mm -hmm. wasn't like most of ours. You know, and I hope you don't get mad at me for mentioning him, but mentioning him, but <laughs> um there's just certain cultural there's cult certain cultural aspects that he's not that privy to because he he didn't grow up around it and in it. Mm -hmm. And so again it goes back to teaching. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I just it's he feels like it's a societal, a societal uh Training, you know, it's like do like any norm. Yeah, it's a norm. Like it's something. Like, does it really matter at this point? Like, opening the, you know, even chivalry. Like opening the door or holding the door open for someone. You know, do mm -hmm. you have to open the door open for someone? Why do you have to stand yeah. and hold the door for someone to come through the door? Like we've had these type of conversations, and for him, and I both, certain things within society, you know. It's kind of not as bad, you know. It's not necessarily that it's bad, but should it, it be that it feels outdated or? Well, is it something that we should necessarily hold people or judge people for? In a sense, the judgment is is not, and to me, the argument always the judgment is never there for me, the, because that would mean I have an expectation for you which I don't. I, I live my life without expectations. There are standards in how I want to be treated, but I avoid expectations because, again, we were grown, we grew up 
differently. Maybe the trauma that you had wasn't the trauma that I had, or right, you right. know, who hurt you maybe was the person that hurt me. So I didn't get things the way other people got it. It's just all with all the chaos that's going on, racially, gender-wise, emotionally, those things I think held us together. And the fact that we aren't going to those things or those things aren't social norms anymore, I think is the reason why, you know, you got a mother and a son cussing each other out on Facebook Live or, you know, somebody busting their teacher in the head with a, a desk or, you know, I think the reason things are falling apart are because manners are no longer managing. And I went to a finishing school. And I agree. Things, but. Uh, that was just things that I learned, you know, on top of that. And in terms of like Mr. Mrs., you never call somebody by their first name until they give you permission to. Right, so it exactly. was permission, but it's still, you know, I'm still the one. I, I I recall one of my best friends, his mom and I were really close. And I used to call her Miss Neil since I first met this lady. Neil was not even her last name. I just assumed that that was his last name, that was her last name. And she never said anything. And then I think years ago, like when once I was older, she was like, you can call me Miss Catherine or you can call me Catherine. And I was like, I can't call you Catherine. Like, you my mother age. I can't. She right. said, but my name not Neil, so you can't call me <laughs> Neil anymore. And, and I'm laughing now at it, but I was like, oh, why didn't you say something to me? She was like, I knew you were being respectful so i never made a you know right, that is right. my son's name so why wouldn't people think that was my name but she's like that was never my name you know weren't <laughs> married or all that but it was just the level of respect that i was given you know that's what i wanted to give back to her i i would have you know knocked my friend head off for calling my mother <laughs> like you right. walk in my mother's house and call but no we're not doing that you know but it, it was just oh. weird i'm just I'm just trying to figure out where did it go and and how do we realize all of the confusion that we're going through in the world with misrepresenting people and being disrespectful for people's life choices, not realizing those things, you know, not to say we didn't have those issues when we were younger or even when our parents or grandparents were younger, but it's just a level of respect that we still have for each other that would help us to be able to communicate better. Now, I don't even want to see your opinion because I don't respect you and I don't even know you. So I can't communicate with you because I don't even like you. I, I, let me just say your perspective isn't wrong at all. You know what I mean? At least I don't, I don't believe it's wrong at all. I definitely right. do, you know, as I've told my friend, I do think that those things matter. You know, right. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm going to feel some type of way about it and be mad uh -huh. at it, you know, but I do think those things matter as well. You know, they, they, it's like a glue, like you said, right. like, like a glue and it keeps you, it's like checks and balances, basically. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. In, in a certain place, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But I do think because society has told us so much that has just been in the in the sense of controlling everything that we do, I think sometimes people just feel like they need to get away from it and try to create something of their own that they feel as though makes sense. 
And, right. and again, not all things translate across centuries, decades. Not everything translates. But I do think those mutual respects yeah. do, do. And they can, you know, it's just a matter of teaching them and implementing them. And it's, it's crazy because I have a really great friend. Her name is Elaine. And I don't think I've ever called her anything but Miss Elaine. Miss Elaine is an older woman. She is like my mom's age, but we're we're actually friends. She's like almost my big sister. But because she's like my mom's age, she will always be Miss Elaine. She <laughs> she commented, uh, my generation was taught and held accountable. I don't think that really happens in the homes anymore. Uh, and I and her saying that, I, when I saw her name, I'm just in my mind, I've never called her anything but Missy Lane, because that's <laughs> that's the only way I can approach her. And any like, and I know we're friends. I know she she always has my back. She, I'm we ride or dies, but I can't call her anything but Missy Lane. And that's how it comes out of my mouth naturally when I refer to her and when I talk to her. Hey, Missy Lane. That's <laughs> I don't know anything else. And I understand breaking some of the traditions. Like even within the world of the church, you know, I, I'm an AME member and we were switching. I remember when they started switching over to the little um, the little wine, the little juice and the cracker all in one. And the uh -huh. elders were up in arms because no, like what is this? <laughs> what is this? A, a juicy pack or something? You know, and I noticed even traditions like that, you know, we have to update things sometimes because that was more hygienic, you know, but. Imagine getting your cracking wine out of somebody's hand today. Like, that would right. be crazy. Okay. But at one point, that was, you know, people could not imagine doing anything different. So I understand traditions needing to be updated. But a lot of those things, like having Thanksgiving all together versus I, I don't feel like it. I'm going to have Thanksgiving in my own house. Right. Like, there's right. certain things that keep us a unit. You know, right, I know right. it's kind of blase to say right now, but I just think it is that glue that keep and as black people, I think we're trying to be like them. And that was kind of my comment on that thread. I feel like we're trying to so, be so much like them over there as black people that we're losing a lot of out the values that kept us united and, and unified, even when we had a difference of opinion. Right. You know, it, it, it just it, it was certain traditions like the black funeral. We all know what that week leading up to a black funeral was like. We find that one house and that's the house we always convene. Now mm -hmm. everybody's doing their own thing. And it just feels weird, you know, that we're in that space where we can get together on certain things that were just right. without thought. Now, you know, Big Mama died and or Big Mama now, you know, down Melba's more often now and we don't have those <laughs> those ways of life anymore and it's it's sad to me because i have family members cousins that we don't even know each other right because we you know they were born much later and the family stopped doing the things that we used to do to be family so we don't even literally don't even know each other so you just you just pierced my heart with that one because you know i have a pretty big family as well mm -hmm. the dynamic isn't the same especially since right. my mother passed away you know um mm -hmm. And I too have cousins that I barely know. You know, like we, some of us know of each other, but I really don't know them. You know, my grandmother mm -hmm. sure that every Thanksgiving, 
Christmas and Easter, you was at her house, you know, it get here now. You could, that's great, but get here, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely understand what you're saying. And, and even my, you know, outside of my immediate um, family, you know, I have a lot of family and we barely know each other. And, and, and so, you know, I definitely understand your point when you say there are things that actually help keep us together and hold us and, and they are needed. Like they shouldn't be thrown away, you know? Right. And, and right. I don't know, maybe we need to start having these talks more often, you know, maybe we need to start, right. you know, <laughs> pulling all the people in, you know, just holding a loud, a loudspeaker. So everybody over the loudspeaker. <laughs> and I, I think it is, it's very important. And that's why I, I reached out to you right away because it's, it's been a comment that goes, you know, sometimes it happens in our workplaces where they fire the older person because the young people can't get along because they outdated. Like it, we, we really have to fo- refocus on it. Oh, Tonya says there's a difference in having traditions to preserve and changing traditions to evolve. Big Mama B and Melba's with Mama and Child fighting for the same man. And, and that's the, right. That's the dynamic of it. So there are many traditions within our cultural African-American or Black, or however you want to label it, uh, that we need to change, like keeping right. secrets. What stays in our house is in our house. But what happens in our house stays in Like those traditions need to be changed because those are the mm-hmm. things that have kept us in trauma and in bondage for so long. But, you know, other things, uh, we can't. It's about balance. It's it about is. Balance. It's, it's about balance. Ultimately. What do we keep and what do we throw right. away? You know, and I think we need to actually do some spring cleaning, but do the spring cleaning. Don't yeah. just throw everything away for the right. sake of I'm a new person. We in 2020. I'm living my best life. And it's not, we, we just don't have that value system anymore. I mean, and balance is, is what we all should be seeking through our life in general. You know, even, right. you know, when you talk about music, for instance, you mm-hmm. know. I'm an R&B person mostly, you know, I do like some rap, but, you know, I can't say that it always, all of it, you know, gets to me. Like I can't always get with all of it, but it's I'm a- not listening to that. But I think ultimately it's about being able to have balance in life, you know, in, in all aspects of life, mm-hmm, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. And so, and I think, I think sometimes we we forget, you know, we lose sight of that part as well. You know, just well, some people honestly never had it. I, I, I have to true. understand that it was people my age and probably older who may never had that, you know, or mm-hmm. had that sense of family. And I'm more worried about the people who had it and don't feel it or deem it necessary or important anymore. Missy Lane, whatever, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally reason. agree, Missy Lane. That's what worries that. That's what really yeah. worries me. It, 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 and don't don't get me wrong. There are moments where I'm not realizing that I'm older to somebody now. So mm-hmm. calling me onk is is a weird thing. And I'm like, my name is Nate. <laughs> but understanding that it's still there because young people is there. So that means mm-hmm. it isn't, isn't totally gone. So mm-hmm. somebody still is teaching these things. Because a young man just called me on. So there's still <laughs> that level of respect is, is still alive. It's just how do we broaden it and, and make it reciprocal 
and make the respect kind of, you know, fill in to the places. Uh, Miss Elaine says respect and manners should not be changed. Yes, Miss no, Elaine. It's certain. No, I it's totally certain. agree with that. It's certain. It's certain. Because it's, it's about boundaries. And, you know, I wouldn't want to come into Miss Elaine's home. Miss Elaine has children around my age. Her oldest son is my age. So I wouldn't want to come into a room and be like, hey, Elaine, what's going on? Because he would look at me like that. I would look at somebody for calling my mother by her first name, and we both share age. Like, that's right. weird to me. But I, I don't put that on people. But it it makes me cringe a little bit when somebody calls me on. But I it makes me perk up and be like, no, somebody's still teaching us. Let me find these people. Because <laughs> we got to start saying it louder. Because I think it, we're, people are people are living longer now. People mm -hmm. are in the workplace environment longer now longer, in the yes. arts. And it's just harmful, you know, how we talk about each other. You know, I know we both will be sitting up and watching that versus battle this Sunday. Oh, listen. Uh, <laughs> but again, I'm I'm watching how my people greens are and my pigtails. talking about these two ladies. Like they're, they're, they're choosing who is their favorite, and there's nothing wrong with that. But everybody else is it's just it's a little it. level of disrespect still being given it. to them. Like, why are they being, why are they on here? You right. know, they almost gave Brandy and Monica that, but they're still somewhat relevant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a word that I want to eliminate from our vocabulary, along with others, but that relevancy word, mm -hmm. um, I want to eliminate that because somebody's getting older, they don't lose relevancy because many of those older women, Patty and Gladys, are rich beyond belief. And I'm quite sure they got more ducats than many of these younger <laughs> girls out here who think they're killing the game. And it, and they don't even have to show it. You know, they get their little ducats. They sitting at home comfortable right now. Right, we right, stress right. <laughs> But, the, you know, it, it's just it's just figuring out just that, like you said, that balance that mm -hmm. we need. And I it felt like a cheesy topic to bring on the show today. But I was no. like, you know. And me looking, and it was really me hearing a lot of disrespect on how these two women are a part of this versus phenomenon and, and who are they? They're outdated. They're not relevant in music today. And I'm saying here, like, they, you know, they helped. Paved people. the way. Right. <laughs> they they, they the are way. the reason why you have a versus They paved battle. the way. They're the know? reason why you have an industry right now. You know, but it, it's just that. And I'm I'm without my grandparents right now. You know, I don't have, I just have one, actually one grandmother left. Uh, and, uh, you know, I feel like things are dying off, you know, because she's not able to do all the things that she was able to do before, if anything, you know, but it's still, you know, how do we get that back? You know, how do we, you know, it's still alive. It hasn't totally died. But I understood Marvin coming from the perspective of being in church his whole life. Versus, you know, us that are on different levels, you know, right. of heathenism uh, and such. <laughs> but, but just figuring it out and not making it such a a problem to, to obtain. Like, we shouldn't be, you know, I, right. I would have told that lady, Miss, I'm sorry, but I only can call you Miss. I can't call you anything else. And it's, it's crazy because I have friends, you know, that are older women that have said that to me. And I have to always just... Sometimes ignore them. Maybe like, okay, man. <laughs> yeah, you let them talk to you like that. So I think, see, well, most of my friends, especially if we're close friends, most of the time they're mama. And I, I have a habit of, you know, you know how we can be with nicknames and stuff, but right. 
We're pretty close. Don't do that. I'm gonna just let people know. And we're pretty close. I, that's mama. Mm -mm. That's that's mama for me. You know, my mm -hmm. best friend's mom or my close right. friend's mom. It's kind of right. like, you know what I mean? So most of the time I say, hey, how's mama? Or hey, mama. Or, and you know, mm -hmm. the name, again, it is still Miss, you know, right. but usually it's mama, you know, it's mama Walla, you know, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not just Walla, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, totally, I totally understand what you're saying, you know, it, but. Because I'm going off. If I <laughs> a word, you know, and even if you don't know her that well, and you're just coming in, if, you, if I hear you say it, I'm going to say something. Right. You know, right. that's not, y'all not on the same level. And it's, and I understand a lot of the elders have pulled back with, you know, being a guiding figure to a lot of the young people feel like they just been thrown out here on their own. You know, a lot of the people in our generation had parents that got high, you know, right. so you, you, you know, you distance yourself from them and you, you know, it becomes disrespectful, but at the same time, for me, I was I always see them as, you know, my aunt or my uncle. That right, is right. so I I have to give them the same respect that I want for somebody to have for my mother in right. in her workplace environment or when she's out and about because I right. know how people can be disrespectful. But again, I you know it's it's reluctance for me because I, in my mind I'm still 23 and I know that's and <laughs> it's what's all showing soon. But <laughs> I just you know we have to get back those traditions that are the glue and get rid of the things that that have been connected to the trauma that we've been through. And I think that's where it is. And you said History, it earlier. Yes. Yeah, I think you said it earlier. It's that uh, part of it is I think I'm grown, so we're mm -hmm. on the same level now. Right. But I I still can't, for me personally, well, so break that rule. Me, again, those type of, those, you know, those, those up, that stuff within my upbringing, it's hard for me to mm -hmm. I do acknowledge if someone asks me not to say, oh, you don't have to say miss, you know, I will acknowledge that. Like, well, especially if I keep saying it and every time I say it. Oh, I'm rude. I'm the rude you know? <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Okay. No, I'm just saying. It's like, mm -hmm. if I keep saying miss to you, but almost every time I say miss to you, you say, my name is, you don't have to say miss. Eventually, I'm going to be going to stop calling you miss because I don't want you mm -hmm. to. And and respect your wishes. That that those are your wishes for yourself, you know. So I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna fight with you. Like there's right. other things that we could possibly bicker back and forth from. But that was one for me. I'm I'm on that petty level. <laughs> it's just that I, the alternative to you know, you going out in the street and somebody calling you a bitch. Like right. that's the alternative. For me, you should be like, okay, I understand this is how this person was raised. But you, you want me to give you something based on, and I feel like it's an insecurity. Like you aging, and you don't want to feel like you're aging. And and I'm that's not my my battle. That's your personal struggle. I get that. But again, and when you give me permission, I have to still work my way up to that right. actual usage. But it's hard. I mean, it's, no, and and it's and no, that's that's understandable. You know, mm -hmm. I do think that in some ways it can be insecurities, but. You know, mm -hmm. I don't feel 35. <laughs> I'm going to just put it out there. That, yeah. I'm going to tell you that came out a little I had to think of the number. I had to think of the number. <laughs> I don't say it too often. Right, exactly. I but I don't, I don't always feel, I do feel older, but at the same time, I don't know if I feel older in the sense 
that society has told me I should be. You know, wait till you wait till you get called on for the first time. You you Listen, I don't think you've been called on yet. I don't I don't feel but, like you've been called yet. But I think the thing is also, like you said, people are living longer. Mm-hmm. We are, in most cases, somewhat more healthier now. So yeah. 50, you know, do not always feel like 50 in the sense of how we saw 50 growing up. You know what I mean? I mean, 60 and I don't really it. think it. Right. Look at Angela Bassett. She is 60. She is 62 years old. And I'm, I mean, I'm looking at them. Like, then you would get your shit together because I want to look like not her, but I want to look good right. when I'm 60 some years old. But I, again, like you were saying, people are aging and I don't think they mentally are prepared for it. So it's a lot of we on the same level. Parents wanting to be their children's friends instead of, no, I'm your mother. That's my name, mother. <laughs> like, that's that's. That's it, well, you know. But I, I think balance is it can be put there as well, you know. Yeah, I think I think honestly, ultimately, it always boils down to balance, you know. Is it, you know, it, it's creating a, a a certain dynamic between, right. You, know, right? you know, and that's always a thing. You always have to create that balance and dynamic between you and any relationship, you know. Um, but again, I just don't. I think as we're evolving, you know, we're mm-hmm. constantly evolving. Um, and you know, a 50, 50 year old person, although they are 50, they don't feel 50. They don't feel right. the, what 50 was a hundred years ago. You know, yeah. they don't feel yeah. what 50 was maybe 50 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's not the energy and everything about it is just so different. And I think that definitely resonates with black folk. You know, our history in this, in this country has been traumatizing. You know what I mean? And even even when, when you think about our community now as a whole and how separated we are, you know what I mean? It's all, a lot of that has to do with the history, you know, and then coming to a point where it seemed as if that history was almost erased. Yeah. yeah. like it was erased, but technically it hasn't been. You know but what see, I mean? That's, that's my fear right now, that we're dropping a lot of our traditions and our trying to be free and be, you know, out of this off the thumb of supremacy and such. And we're dropping a lot of our history ourselves from the embarrassment of it or the degradation of it. Like we're erasing a lot of our traditions and our beliefs and our faith and how we treated each other because we want to be free. And I don't think our I'm not going to say our freedom isn't worth that, but erasing our history, that's that's all we have. Many of us don't know our life before slavery. Right. You know, many of us, if you're not an Alex Haley or you don't have Oprah money, you ain't really, unless you got the time, academic time to research, we don't know who we are. So a lot of right. our traditions as African-Americans, you know, in a world right now where we're, we're fighting terms and how, you know, and us thinking about reparations, who would qualify for it? You know, mm-hmm. I, I know, you know, my last name don't necessarily qualify me and maybe yours don't, doesn't or his doesn't. Like we are, we're losing many of our, uh, many parts of our history. One of my favorite museums now is, um, the African-American Museum of History and Culture, the Smithsonian Museum in D.C., because it did a great job of capsulizing 
our history in this country. And it, it forced us to want to know more about ourselves. But I'm, I'm fearful that a lot of people right now don't care where we came from, don't care right. who we are. And we ridicule people who, who try to celebrate us. Look how many people, and, and I'm, not a, I'm not a Beyonce stan, but mm-hmm. I respect her for at least showing us right. an alternative to who we are. And I, I think Sierra just did a project that was similar to that as well, but we, we don't see us in right. many ways and we're used to seeing ourselves in one way and we are embarrassed by that one way and we we want to see something different right. and we want and i understand that but we got to hold on to it we got to hold on to our history we're not saying look backwards the whole way but that's that's who we are all right. of the things that we good bad or indifferent is our history and we can't erase ourselves we can't and that's yeah. i think ultimately my my understanding and my perspective in this argument is that I don't want us to lose our history trying right. to be better than right or free. I, I just right. don't I don't want us to do that anymore. No, I, I got you. I get it. And I mean it definitely makes sense. I mean I I you know especially when we talk about certain traditions. Now they do need to be rebranded. Maybe we shouldn't gather on Thanksgiving. You know, <laughs> but even that in our it, culture, you know? <laughs> we have we have turned these holidays on their heads. They no longer mean what they meant to other well, people. Well, I've kind of felt that way as well. But you know, most people feel like if you celebrate it on the day, you're still celebrating the day. You know what I mean? And but to, let's do it on Black like, Friday. Let's right. Do we can just day. do it on Black Friday. Listen, I, I'm I'm all down for it. Like I said, I feel like it is about balance. I do think so. Right. Still need to be taught. But they do need to be taught in a way of understanding the world that you're in today. You know, yes. understanding yeah. the world that you're in today. And especially when it comes to our history, I think as a culture, the problem is we don't know enough about it. You know, um, we haven't, we didn't hold on to enough of, of who we were from, you know, Africa. You know, and we didn't hold on to enough of that. And some, you know, and in some cases, you can't fault some folks. It, they wanted to forget that from. They wanted to forget it. They wanted to. They wanted it to, to be something old. They wanted it to be something that that was unspoken of. And I can't be mad at them for not feeling the need to constantly share that information or to pass that down. I can't be mad at them for it. But like you said, I do think, and this is a conversation me and my friend has had. Like it has relevance. You know, it has yeah. relevance, and I think you know it does give you that sense of pride that we are missing as a community, as, a, as, 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 as black folk, you know? But the, the saying goes, if you totally don't agree. respect it, if you don't hold on, not, and I, I, maybe I shouldn't say hold on to it. If you don't study it, if you don't pass it down, right. we're going to acknowledge it. We're going to right. keep repeating it. We're back at the civil rights movement again. Right. We're, we're back at a civil rights movement yet again. It's not a, a new civil rights movement. We're right. being killed in the streets by police officers, by a systematic racism, by right. our own people. We're being killed. And we're back at a civil, why we're fighting for our civil rights again, to be alive, to be treated, even as a criminal, as a right. human being. Uh, so because we keep avoiding our history, mm-hmm. we're going to keep repeating it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people get mad that they come out with a new slave movie every every so often. Well, 
they're children who don't know that our history is right because you ain't teaching. So we're part of the American <laughs> fiber, even as slaves. We don't know these things. You know, I teach children every day that don't know who basic images of basic uh, the top five, you know, historical black people are. They don't know who they are unless they were on a TV show. That that scares me. It scares mm-hmm. me, you know, in all my classrooms, I always line the walls with images of black faces. And it's crazy to me if those people didn't star in something, that you have no clue. they don't know who they are. No, that is sad. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't know anything about Juneteenth and probably about three, four years ago. Most people didn't. And if you they know? lied to you, they lied. They didn't. And, and, and for me that, you know, like, and I think last year I took African-American history, which I took it my first time back mm-hmm. a minute ago, trying to go back to go, going to school. Uh, I took it then, mm-hmm. but you know, I, you know, intentionally took it then and I intentionally took it again this time to, you know, really get what I missed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It helps you put, especially current events into a different perspective. Yeah. And I think I think for a lot of people, especially when we talk about the voting. <laughs> That's all. Mm-hmm. When you talk about, you know, people talking about something, about why y'all pushing Biden? It's like, do you know the history of voting? Do you know yeah. the history of voting for Black people in America? You know what I mean? You and many of them don't. That's the you know you can't clearly know it. You know, right? And, it's, right. and the idea, the idea, I think what people think is that we're saying that we should not be pushing for something more. That's absolutely correct. Look at the people who are in your spectrum of the arts. The musical side of it. Many of the artists today are sampling music that they don't even know where it came from. Or they hear a beat and don't even know the significance of it. Right. I, I, uh, Betty Wright just passed away and I started, you know, all the documentaries, every information. I didn't realize she was so uh, connected to the hip hop area of, of music. Mm-hmm. And she was many artists from Jay-Z to Lil Wayne to Beyonce all sample to music. You know, just learning our history gives us a a stronger foundation to stand on. Yes, yes, yes. You know, but people are in in this commercial world that we live in, it's not relevant for me to know who a Betty Wright was or a Patty or a Gladys was. We don't it it, It doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) You know, can she slay, does she slay, does she sing? You know, and it becomes so so surface. That is almost embarrassing. And, you know, I wasn't the biggest history buff, but being an actor, I had to learn about our history more because we're portraying images on the stage for me of people, of things you have to, you know, learn about certain decades and certain time periods. And you are forced to learn it. Mm -hmm. And as I began to learn more and more, I saw how things were reciprocal, how things, you know, started. We never learned the lesson, so it's gonna keep coming. Mm-hmm. You know, while our great grandmothers or grandmothers can always predict how something's gonna end, because she's probably seen it how many she times seen it. Right. go around and it, nothing changed about how people went at it. And actually right. now we're in a space where even though we're in a new civil rights, we are behind where they were. Right. The organization, the unity the organization. Oh, you're we're getting. behind them. That motivation, right. <laughs> baby. It is, and that's that's just where it is. And it, this, this conversation was important to me 
and even us being in the same age range, it really is significant that even we are because we're like, you know, I don't know if you want to admit it to yourself though, but we're like at the very beginning of being a millennial. Right. And right, it's right. a total difference than a 25 year old millennial right now. It's a okay. total difference in the amount of education and the amount of information traditions and, and standards and just how we do things, the difference right. in it. You know, we like don't dating. celebrate anymore. <laughs> you know, sometimes if I wasn't in a school system, I wouldn't know the holiday schedule. You know, I wouldn't really, cause, because it's not promoted the way it used to be. And I understand it. We had to drop a lot of these values. Right, but right. it was, for many of us, it was the only time we saw a family member outside of a, a possible wedding or a funeral, you know, it was the only <laughs> time we really got together. But, you know, we, I, I, I respect Juneteenth. I respect, you know, friends giving and stuff like that, where we're creating new traditions. But we have to, you know, be mindful of the old ones we had. So we right. can create better and new ones, you know, as we get a little bit older. But I really appreciate you coming on. Um, please let everybody know where we can find you at on social media and, you know, so they know where to send the food stamps and such. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we do accept EBT here. Um, it's like, no. Uh, <laughs> um, so you can find me on Instagram at uh, HA underscore ZL1 uh, or on Facebook at HA last name ZEL. Um, again, I thank you for having me <laughs> on. Um, I was a little scared, you know, at first. <laughs> I was a little scared. And he's been on the show before. Like, what are you scared for? No, you were scared because you were the face this time. That's what, the, that's Listen, what it was. You might be right. You might be right. <laughs> I ain't going to downplay it. But no, um, it was a joy being here. Uh, I hope I hope everyone out there enjoys the show. Mm -hmm. um, I look forward to coming back. Yes, always. Just let me know when you're ready, sir. Okay. I mean, and I'm going to put the pressure on you. I want music the next time. See, I normally get people to sing when okay. they say they can sing. But I know you can sing, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to pressure you this time. I'm not going to do it to you this time. You don't look like you went, you know, your lighting isn't perfect. Look, you know what I mean? Everything is just all, right. you know? <laughs> but I want music the next time you come back soon. Uh, and I, I just, you know, jump out there because I like, really, you're talented. Uh and, and you you just des you deserve it. And I'm to say the thing that Troy said to me, do something great for you. You getting the bills paid, you're doing all those things, but what are you doing for you? You know, outside right, of right. the bills and accomplishments. What are you doing for you? Um, and and really push, push that and find moments every day. If it's a lyric or a, a verse every day, or you hum in or some do something for you today. Um, and that goes to everybody out there. As I started the show, um, my, my heart is going out to the, the Scroggins family. Um, uh, my friend Nicole lost her dad, and I, I just want to send my condolences to her. Uh, still sending love out to my friend Martique, um, who we lost a couple weeks ago as well. Um, just shout out to all the artists making a way out of this crazy time and figuring out ways to go. Thank you to Tania and Missy Lane for Holding it yes, down. Thank you. Y'all cup was on <laughs> our toes. Thank you. <laughs> but, but I really uh, appreciate you, sir. And anytime, anything I can do to help, uh, that's what the Artist Exchange is here for. That's what I'm here for. Um, and don't don't hesitate to uh, reach out. 
Thank um, you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, again, thank you to everybody. Don't forget the Artist Exchange every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a great guest coming up on this Wednesday, this Monday as well. So stay tuned for that. And we have some giveaways that we'll be giving out throughout the month of September to celebrate the seventh year of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. So oh, peace wow. out, everybody. Nice. We do more things. We be growing and such. It's been a while since I met you. It really right, it's been a, a while, but um, <laughs> but it definitely has been a, a great um, a great September so far. So definitely look out for all the things to come. Again, this has been the Artist Exchange Radio Show with me, your host Nate. So stay tuned, stay locked in for uh, the next show. Peace out. <laughs> He just got a new car. He just got a new car. He just got a new car.